This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Uh, Rabbi Lapiansky is willing to take questions uh, for those who feel like they have a question that everyone can benefit from. You can do that out loud. Otherwise, if no one has any questions they want to say out loud, you can talk to the Rav afterwards as well. Yes? <coughs> for the majority of the crowd are a lot and working with the um, should our asaga of what success means to be make as much money as possible so that you then have the equalist to go back to the base vendor? Or is a person's asaga like not be prescribed to ultimately get back to that place of being in the base vendor? And I, and I know I'm touching on a lot of things that are in the same yeah. there. But um, should a person, person not even orient themselves that way with Flaw, that it's not about attaining a certain amount of wealth that will ultimately get them back to the base medrash for a greater quantity of time, but that's in their topic at that point forward in life is to just work. So, I, I, again, this is, I mean, you already touched on a lot of things. It's hard for me, A, to subscribe to a philosophy that there's a huge chunk of our lives that is just kind of has devoid of meaning in itself. I also, it's very hard in a person's, I once had, there was a boy in yeshiva many years ago that had an, a taste for nicer things in life. Let's put it that way. And um, he, I, 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 he said to me something, he feels his task in life is to make a lot of money, to work to make a lot of money and help out yeshivas or whatever it is. I said, you know, maybe your task in life is to work and to be omitted in a lot of nisyonos about honesty, not become wealthy, but be somebody who was zochet to midrashak etirchak and losonos. So no, no, no. He says my task in life is to make a lot of money, to give a lot of soccer. I, we went back and forth. My ruach hakodesh against his ruach hakodesh, and and he he didn't buy into my message terribly. So, you know, it's very very hard. The, the, the idea that a person can adopt, a, 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 say, like, to make a lot of money, and then and then I go back to his social net. It just, it's, it's somewhere, it's, it's sort of, it, it's, it's overlapping an ideal that's not ours. That a, person, that a person's life is doing things that are constructive in whatever way. And that, you know, it's a struggle. Everyone has to find it. What, my, what do I do with every day of my life that's worthwhile? Some of it could be the struggles, to be honest. Some of it could be what I'm doing positive, building, helping, healing, defending. You know, a, a person feels that the things he does are emis and honest. Um, those are things that I, I, I can't believe that a person's life is 40 years wasted on retiring to a call someplace. It, it, and it's not the dark sholom. Vasafta Ganecha is, for anyone who's osik in, in these in Yanim, um, in, in the olam around, Vasafta Ganecha is, is not, there's no retirement age for that. So I, I don't think it's a healthy way to look at it. I don't think it's an honest way of looking at it. Did, and, and, I, and, and I think different people have different kochos. And my, my father was the mirror of Shiva. I remember I was in the house. There was a young man in yeshiva, who, a Swiss young man who worked as a psychologist half a day. And I saw working as a psychologist half a day is, puts you much further out of the machna than, than, than working here as a psychologist all day long. That's a different world. 
And he was asking my father, I, I happen to be walking the house, whatever, maybe he should give it up and he should learn all day in yeshiva. There was in that room one of one, one of my nephews who's, who's unfortunately was born with a lot of issues and not well, and he was drained around there. And my father-in-law told him, as long as you can help a boy like that, that's where you belong. Um, you know, people need to feel uh, that whatever they're doing has merit and value to it in itself. Like, like I discussed about Yeshiva Sha'olam. You don't have to always wait, so should I be better in Bismarck? Is that a choice? Did you feel the kolo that you'd be also Yeshiva Sha'olam? If you felt that way, then, okay, that's a Cheshwin Efesh. But, 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 but if it's just a guilty conscience that hasn't actually, you know, realized itself, just kind of maybe I should learn. I I, I don't see that that's a that's going to get a person very far. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, yeah. Maybe regurgitate or clarify that point. Is that because a person should be focusing on what's present and in front of them? Meaning, if a person is at that point and they're 65 years old and they have the money, is it better that they should continue in their avoida that they did for the past 40 years and not go to base managers even if they have the chance? Or is this just a matter of, I need to focus on what's in front of me now and not spend the next 40 years worrying about where I'm going to be when I'm retired? At any age, a person needs to honestly ask himself, it's, it's not, you know... The, 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 when a person is young, and for the vast majority of people, learning is the avodas Hashem that changes them and makes them the people that they are, and everything else is really kind of because they're fidgety. So, so it's extremely appropriate that you focus on keeping the person based medrash. That you tell the person, listen, forget about other things, focus, get into it. I mean, it, for the vast majority of, of boys. That's uh, that's the appropriate mahalakha chinuch. They'd rather, do, you know, the, the the thing we were raised with, and rightfully so, was, that, you know, you, you want to do every mitzvah except sit and learn. That's the, you know, that sitting and learning is the hardest avoid. It's a very ruchnistic activity. It requires self-discipline. It brings out the person's sickness. That, but at some point, a person finds his place in the world, for his kohos, his circumstances. What a Baruch who, who put him, what a Baruch who endowed him with. Where does he fit in? And, and an honest cheshbon nefesh needs to ask himself, what? And, and yes, for some people, going back to his measure is the right thing. For some people, continuing doing what they're doing. For some people, doing other things. It's, you know, it's... Uh, it, it, the, the answer has to be an honest cheshbon nefesh. And even if we don't know 100% what, what the answer is, but an honest cheshbon nefesh where a person understands what his motives are and understands where he's biased, is, is at least that's the beginning of, of, of making a decision that's reasonable. Any particular perspective changes or insights that she was come to since the Sefer came out? If you would write another chapter or another uh, letters to the editor that, that particularly uh, struck You know, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 would, I hope that the, that the Sefer is, is a catalyst it's not meant to be the fine work. I, I, I think Kaisel has a lot, a lot of talent, and a lot of people would think about these issues um, in an emistic way. I believe we'd have a lot more good things. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you know many people will express many different ideas. It's, um, it's it comes out of a wealth. 
I always tell people, when I hear people kind of start taking, uh, sniping at yeshivas, I remember the world before yeshivas. Um, I don't want to sound like the old man from the old generation, but I do remember when nobody was in yeshiva. Um, Rabbi Willig was like the mid, was yeshiva bach, he was older than me a few years, Rabbi Willig's father. He was older <laughs> than me a few years, and I remember seeing him the first time in RJJ talking to Rabbi Shafchik. I said, wow, that looks like a Bentorah. Like he always had a, a presence. Uh, I mean, I was a few years younger. But who went to learn? Who learned? And the people rank Amaratzim. And Shmir Mitzvahs was uh, wretched in terms of the, the, the level of observance, in terms of this. And it wasn't only that. It, it couldn't stay another generation because nobody had, very few people had any real inner connection. Yet people that were most nefesh, wonderful Jews, they were simple. It couldn't last. It had nothing to carry it over. No, no intellect, no emotion. And, and something extraordinary happened. I don't know how it happened. Nobody knows how it happens. It happened. There's no reason in the world why Lakewood and the Mir and Briss should become the success stories. When, you know, I can't pinpoint that any one thing. They, I mean, when I left Eretz Yisrael, Lakewood had 200. I remember as a boy, Lakewood was a place with a handful of people that were learning. That was it. And the whole ruach in the street was against it. I mean, nobody continued to yeshiva after high school. That was, I still remember when to go to yeshiva high school was a battle, but it was already becoming the common thing. It was the outlier that didn't go. How did it happen? I don't know. And, and Baruch Hashem, that's why we are here where we are. Now we have to think of what's the next step in the Baruch Hashem. How, how do we make an entire life be a theoretical life? It, it, it's going to need um, a, a, a lot of thinking by, 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 by big people and working through an, an, a mahalach that will continue it. You know, it's. Uh, I, I would. I would hope that you know the next chapter is written by many, many people. That's what I really hope. Yes. Does you have advice for a person about a bus who's no longer sitting close to their base marriage the whole day, and then on a Sunday starts off their Sunday morning learning for two hours? That how do then take has an hour later, two hours later that night, to then not get this feeling of, I learned two hours already today. It's an hour and a, an hour long more than I learn on a regular day. How to combat that? So, so I, I, I think I, I, um, I made this comment when a few weeks ago for Rocky. Someone asked something, well, imagine, I, so let's say I sat five years and called and learned and snapped. So I told the person, you know, five years is what you measure time in jail by. In other words, I did time. I, it, it, what do you mean you learned five years? You decided you learned above this. You decided you learned your day. You decided you're learning this. It probably, the part of in yeshiva, on the one hand, the idea was Torah has no goal, no limits to it. It's positive. It, it's right. Torah is infinite. So the only thing we do is have starim, and, and you're learning 12 hours a day, 10 hours a day. You, you, you're not b- b- wasting time. You're not wasting time. Yes, that fits. But as time begins to move on, um, unless a person <coughs> has more concrete goals, it's like you say, it's like, so I learned two hours, so another hour. So in the double safe, I mean, every time I have free time, my conscience is going to come and bother me. Might as well, you know, nip it in the bud and stop for two hours. <laughs> if a person has some, some projects and learning that he enjoys and accomplishes, so the muscle. And, and when people are studying for your data tests, it's, it's one of the issues I, I see when you learn in, in a yeshiva 
like the mirror, we, I learned there was no, nobody learned your, your day, it wasn't part of yeshiva, and there was no smicha, and there was no. So people learned for the sheer enjoyment of it, and they were shakur and learning and so on. But there wasn't any time a sense of, there was always another way to look at at, at HSH of, of, of Yibam. There was always another way to see it, and there's always another, that reflected the, the infinite quality of Torah. But then somebody would decide to learn your day, so they didn't do it in yeshiva, they went to somebody in private. And he, all of a sudden, there was a sort of a, a big paradigm shift where now he had goals and he had a reason to cram an extra two hours because he wanted to finish this seminar also. He wanted to have that seminar also. I believe if people were to be able to formulate, for one person it might be um, chazing over something until he, for the first time he knows it. For another person it might be going through an Indian and then being able to write it up very clearly. For another person it might be learning with two or three people that he wanted to learn with or teach through I, I believe that a goal-oriented w- would make that decision a lot easier. Because um, if a person would feel, wow, I mean, you've had people who've written Sfarim, people who are not Yeshiva-like, but about them who focus in different areas, and they've written Sfarim, that, that sort of pushes you. So I, I want to get it out by then. I don't think of it anymore another two hours. I think about it, oh, I, have it, I, can, you know, I can do it then, I can do it then, I can do it then. I think if we learn to shift it to goals, I, I think things will fall into place by themselves, Mr. Yeah. The, the rest of the quotes that you just laid about how a person, when they're Amel in whatever their Yugi is, that they're yeah. involved in, that that itself is Luminatara. Now, the, the cynic in me, and the cynic I, I would imagine in anybody who said... Dusha Slavery wasn't cynical, that's the problem. He was uh, just, uh, yeah... <laughs> As a labia baditcha for those who don't know who the grown took this lady, yeah. So it, it's, it sounds like you know the Rashi was telling us this. You know, certainly not the messaging we got in but she was telling us this to kind of uh, soothe our guilt, our guilty conscience. But after May Bestrom, we go up to we go up to Shemayim Kavati to Matora. We're gonna we're gonna pull out a douche slave and say, yeah, we 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 spent ten hours doing legal work, so we did it. We, we were making Torah. I mean, how, how vital does the Kedusha Slavery go that we could feel? We didn't learn that We didn't learn that morning. We didn't know if it was safer, safer that day. The Kedusha Slavery says we were kind of 10 hours of Luna. So, Kedusha, I, I want to say, my father's Rehani Vracha was the Roshiva de Mir. Um, so, he didn't, he said one Shekloli a week. It wasn't his thing. He didn't enjoy saying sure, didn't want to say sure. Didn't, uh, he was, but I would see him a lot. Uh, it, it was, one would never see him engaged in fundraising. Still a mystery how he got the money to pay the yeshiva. He told my brother and Russian Svi before my brother and asked him, So, how did you get the money? He says, I have no idea. And you'll use your bitokha like I use my bitokha. That was basically, no one, no one knew, but bills were always covered. And not they, I mean, there, 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 there wasn't much in terms of what it needed to cover, but But he would spend a lot of times in a house pacing the floor. And over the years, I came to realize. He was being done on a lot of shilas. Is this right? Is this right? I mean, he wouldn't share it, but somewhere along the line, it's been figuring out that the struggle with deciding right and wrong was a big struggle. And he spent a lot of times, ribbish shilas, hakar satov shaila, um, you know, hiring somebody, paying some. He, 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 you know, these things weighed on him, and this, I think, took drained most of his. Energy was that was that. Um, what Shalevi means is, uh, you know, there's a lot in a person's um, daily activities 
like business and so on, where a person can ask himself halachically, morally, you can go through things like that. Again, depending on the job and so on. And I think that's what he's referring to specifically. That a person's mindset is that he's dealing with issues always and thinking about them from a different perspective. Is this right? Am I allowed to do it? Can I do it? Um, you know, I think that's what he's... I don't think he means it's automatic. I think he means a person can do it. I think that's what he's referring to. And it's one of the things I suggested for people to, to learn is issues that come up in the workplace to go through the sugya. It's very helpful. When you get a bottom line psak, it's hard for it to stick and you don't know where the person's coming from. He sounds like he's a machmi, he sounds like he's a makel. If you go through the sugya a lot, first of all, because it's relevant, you have a, a bigger zika to it. And, um, and then you, and, and you get involved in it. So it, it depends what job or profession, but there's, there's room to do that type of thing. You have doctors that have written books about issues in the medical field, which you know, are quite common. Um, you know, many fields have issues where you ask yourself, is it right or is it not right? So you know, law is something which a lot of times you're doing things that you have to ask yourself, am I allowed to do this really? In a, in a, if, this, if this was run by halacha, would, could I do this? Should I do this? Is this onor? Is this not onor? Is this getting money? It's not yours. I like keep it in a machusa. A lot of these things do have. And I think that's what Kushalev is referring to. That's the ten, the, the, the tone of what he says. Right. Yeah. Rabbi spoke about um, the, you know, the concept of I guess Darkar's Kamala Torah. Right. You know, and that it's not that a person changes their, their mitos because they, they learn. And I think that like when you're in yeshiva. There's a lot of yeshivas that have that perception that a person molds themselves and becomes this amazing person through their through the Torah, but not the other way around. So the question that I have is, if if really it's a prerequisite, right? The person needs to be honest, intellectually honest, and whatever you know, all these different things, which I assume is what it means by the, the being a receptacle. Um, right. Where does that come from? Is it just looking in the world, Derech Eretz, and saying these are things that I need to be in order to be able to, like, you know, even even begin to learn? Where do, where does that opening come from? So, there is a concept of Hamor Shabo Machsun Lemutav. In other words, the general sense is we, you know, we can't go. It's like the Masilsi Sharm. There's no. Is there any point in learning Sharm when we never get past the first the first shot? The answer is yes, because a lot of times they complement each other. The pieces fall together. You start with a boy. There's a lot of chinuch supposed to be. You know, in, in, in school he has a lot of stories, a lot of musr and things like that. There's a change. When you start learning, the activity of learning itself changes the person a lot. The discipline of sitting down, using a seichel, asking yourself, is this right, is this wrong? It has, so... As long as you're mindful of both, the job of a Rebbe, Rosh Hashiva, Mashkiach, is somebody who's a mushchus, and the learning is feeding the worst parts of him to, to do something radical. For everybody else, it's a balance. You say to yourself, okay, he's a little wild, but he's gotten into learning. The learning will do a lot. We'll also occasionally sort of push specifically about the excesses, the excesses and so on. So, it, it, true Torah can only be. Kaiso never recognized a godl, a godl Torah, who was flawed seriously in his personality. 
And, you know, people would say, yeah, he's a big guy, but... And people who were not Nizan Lasharis finished the sentence, and most <laughs> other people just left it that way. And there was, an un, there was sort of an unwritten thing that a person who's not shlemistic in mitzad, the person, then, then he might be very smart, but I can't say that his das is a Kabbalistic das. But when it comes to a person, so personally, you, learning itself has a very powerful effect. So, so you try to work both so that when, the, when everything clicks into place, you have a clear kibble and you, and you have appropriate Torah. That's okay. Thank you very much, Rabbi Biansky. I mean, anyone wants to talk to you privately, but I think we're. Uh, okay, we'll say it. Thank you. I'm sorry, I 